I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecaster here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, February 4, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. The market remains bullish. We closed above the downsloping trend line. That was a weekly close on Friday. We closed above there on Thursday, on Friday, And today we close at a new high above Friday's high. That's bullish. Doesn't mean the market won't be down tomorrow, but that's bullish in the only way you can interpret that on the charts. So right now, from a daily chart perspective, there really are two bogeys to the downside. So the market remains bullish and we'll use most bullish and still bullish. The market remains most bullish above 270 so even hourly closes and certainly daily closes remaining above 270 is bullish no two ways about it secondarily as long as we remain closing above the downsloping trend line that we broke through that's still bullish why do i say that because under normal market conditions they're going to come back to retest that trend line now if that trend line holds and we go higher that's very bullish if that trend line does not hold we call that a recapture and we discuss it at the time if that happens a long time ago we had a target of 271.50 could have been slightly higher could have been slightly lower so the market reached just beneath that level on friday and now we closed above that price level today on monday so we'll have to see what happens from here But as far as charts go, as far as the way I interpret the behavior of the market, it's bullish. Now, keep in mind, volume was extremely light. That's not an excuse for upward momentum. It's just volume was light, nothing more, nothing less. We can call it a Super Bowl hangover. Whatever it was makes no difference. Price is the absolute arbiter, and price was higher. We had a very good close that's not an accident that has nothing to do with the super bowl price closed well the next major area of resistance is likely around the 200 period moving average 273.89 is where it comes in is it 274 and a quarter is it 273.81 and they come up short on the first attempt either way in and around that area is the next major area of resistance if we continue higher If we continue higher, and that really isn't much of a resistance area at all, if in fact there is another vacuum to the upside, where is the next real, real major area of resistance? Well, it's up here at the top of the breakdown candle high. There's also a gap fill up here. There's a 280 big fat round number up there. So if markets continue to push higher, that's where the vacuum would take us to the upside. That's where we would have to discuss the fact that if we did get up there, that would be the next real major area of resistance. So if this is a true breakout, that would be the next target on the upside. We don't necessarily know 100% for sure whether this is a breakout just yet. 
It looks like one. And if we get another close above Friday's high, I would have to say it's pretty set in stone. Yeah, it's a breakout. Looks like a breakout. Smells like a breakout. Walks like a breakout. So far, it's a breakout. We say it over and over again. Markets can always go a lot higher and, for that matter, a lot lower than most people really believe they can. Think about it for a moment. It was only five or six weeks ago we were making lows around Christmas when nobody wanted to have anything to do with the market. We're about 380 S&P points from the low to today's close. So all in all, just to wrap up the daily chart of the SPY, 270 is the bogey. As long as we stay above 270 on hourly closes, the market remains bullish. Here's a 10-minute chart, and here's that 271.50. It's the red horizontal line. What did we do? We ran up earlier before the close, hit the line, consolidated underneath the line, and then right at the close or right before the close, right at the last 10 minutes of the day, they jammed the market higher, finishing at the highs of the day. Doesn't change anything. I'm just pointing out the obvious. Sometimes I like to get a different look. We look at a daily chart. We look at an hourly. We look at a 10-minute. Here's a 180, which I really don't look at all that much, but I do look at from time to time, and I want to point something out. So a lot of traders began discussing the fact that the market put in a doji, a pseudo-doji candle, whatever you want to call it, on Friday. That's fine. You have one here, too. But the market really just floated sideways. It never had any kind of reaction, which is really its way, at least from my perspective, of indicating maybe it's just a way station. We're above that trend line. Not so falling in love with the short side right then and there. Just letting you in my mind, letting you understand how I'm looking at things. Remember, I look at this strictly as a business. So I'm not really in the gambling business. I'm only going to take a trade when I have what I consider a high confidence level in the trade. I haven't really had a high confidence level that the market's hit an important resistance point just yet. We've been discussing that. We're talking about destination. I just don't think we found final destination yet. By the way, just as a little preview, I don't know if this will matter or not tomorrow, but Google reported earnings after the bell. It'll likely be one of our gap trading opportunities in the morning. It already made a high after the report of 1178 something in that neighborhood. And then it actually turned around and started getting crushed. And you can see what's going on here. So it came down all the way beneath 1100 So that's a pretty big swing. We'll see what happens in the tech sector tomorrow. I don't know if this will or won't have an impact. In fact... Who knows where it will open up tomorrow. From Friday's close, right now, it's really only down $6. In Google land, it's just a blink. What kind of information can we get over in the IWM camp? Well, we traded right up into the 100-period moving average, closed on top of it, slightly above it. Technically, it's above it by a nickel. Where are they going? They're going for the same area. At least visually, that's what it looks like to me. That's what the market is behaving like. So it looks like they're going to... The top of the breakdown candle, fill the gap up in that neighborhood. They may have technically already filled that gap, but they're headed over to that neighborhood. If we get new information and the market turns around, that's one thing, but that's not what's going on right now in the IWM. It's not what's going on across the other markets. And look, case in point, as we know, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. The IWM finishes up 1% today, 
and the SPY finishes up about six-tenths of 1%. So the IWM is leading the market to the upside. So right now, we take the market for what it is. Sometimes it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that. That's what the whole common sense market analysis thing is built around. Sometimes it just is what it is. For example, we looked at a particular price level on the spider, right? SPY. So we talked about the bogey right now being 270. Hourly closes back below 270 are not good. Translate that to the S&P 500. Is that about 2700? Is that a big fat round number? Yeah, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that. That is psychological support. It is technical support. It's going to be support on the way back down if we're going back down. They will fight at 2700. Sometimes it just is that obvious. So therefore, what would that like particular price level be in the IWM? That like price level is 149. The low of today is 148.88, so it could be that. So any close below, at least on an hourly closing basis, and then daily closes below today's low is your bogey. That would be negative for the market. That would likely bring at least more downside than that. What do we find over in the transportation department? We find a market that's headed to a destination. Where's the destination? It looks like it's the 100-period moving average. I've got 10,250 on here. It sounded like that was farther away than it was when I put it on the chart, but now it's just a chip shot away, so we have to focus on the 100-period moving average. Now we have to move the focus to about 10,300. The market's creeping. When the market's creeping, let it creep. It hasn't got to the important destination yet. Just let it happen. Technology, the Qs, again, it's bullish. It's just like all the other markets. You're not going to find anything new or different over here. We're headed, where does it look like? We're headed toward the 200-period moving average. Tends to be around the top of the breakdown candle high. Tends to be somewhere in the vicinity of a gap. So yeah, it looks like we're headed toward 271.5, 272, up in that neighborhood. What's the bogey on the downside? 167 hourly closes daily close below 167 something different is happening that would be negative for the queues that would likely produce lower prices as well what do we see when we look over in the financial district what we see is a market that was bullish we've been talking about it being bullish we've said a million times as long as the financials are not falling apart it's unlikely the market falls apart the financials basically went sideways underneath the 100-period moving average, giving home base a chance to do what? Climb up toward price, right? So it was just eating time off the clock. Here we are, busting through the 100-period moving average, headed where? I'm not even going to repeat it. You know where. From a visual perspective, that's what the chart is telling us. It doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. If things change and the market turns around and we start heading back down in the other direction, we know our bogeys on the downside. Remember, it's much easier to ride a wave than it is to swim into one. What happens when we look over in the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index area? Nothing. It's the same thing. The market just keeps going higher. Everything is elevating. There will be a trend change. There will be a reversal. Let the market dictate from where gold 
We saw the doji candle the other day, and we said we had a garden variety retracement. Could be traded against the high of the doji candle. Here we are. We filled the gap. I think we discussed the fact that we would likely go down and fill that gap. So that did happen. What would be the next target on the downside if gold were to continue to fall? If gold continues to fall, the next logical area of support is really right north of the big fat round number of 1300. We'll call it 1300, but it would likely come in slightly higher. The 20 period moving average is trending slightly higher. That's where your next major area of support is for gold. Not only is it a big fat round number of 1300, but look what happened here. The bulls and the bears had quite a battle going on in this area. So when the market comes back to test that, what's it doing? It's coming back to test a former breakout area. Where have you ever heard that before? What's your bogey on the upside in gold? I would have to say you've got to close back above at least 1325 or so. Likely, obviously, the old high which is 1331, but if you start to turn around and do an about face in gold and you start to close up in the 1325 or higher area, you can expect this thing to be going higher. Crude oil, anything doing over in the black gold part of the map? All we really did today was go and test Friday's lows. We came off those lows very nicely. I say we as if I was a uh, participant off the lows to the upside. I was not, by the way. So they bounced very nicely off the lows and finished pretty decently. This is still a bullish chart. This is still a chart that's telling you it wants to go higher. Where does it want to go? The same place we've been talking about for a long time. 57 and a half, give or take. That's where this chart is headed. And on that note, I'm going to give it a wrap. I'm David Frost my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My strategic forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit mystrategicforecast.com for more information. My strategic forecast is Common Sense Market Analysis.